Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audiblepodcast.com slash sorgatronmedia. Over 75,000 titles to choose from for your iPod, iPhone, or MP3 player. I'm getting awesome, you're getting awesome, we're getting awesome, yeah, that's what I said now. I'm getting awesome, you're getting awesome, we're getting awesome, yeah, that's what I said. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Awesome Cast, episode 8. Nice round number this week, uh, where we sincerely apologize for last week's uh, show quality. Uh, we had a little trouble there, but uh, if we demonstrate that a lot of other podcasts uh, have equally bad audio, uh, and just to make up to you, uh, because we love all of our listeners, no matter who you are, uh, this show is presented to you free. Hey, I am your, your host, as always, uh, Sorgatron, Mike Sorg. I have still not set up a title for myself. Um, but on the line, as usual, is Rob De La Creta. How you doing? Hello. I am, I am here today feeling good. You know, with your black and white tint, it, it feels like you are coming to us from Eastern uh, Europe, some, <laughs> in some some block over there. And, you know, Eastern when I finally Europe is a lovely place this time of year. When I finally <laughs> fix whatever is making your camera black and white, uh, I think I'm still going to make it black and white because because it's very it, it looks very clean over there. You know, I mean that, that's nice. It's not a comment <laughs> on your apartment uh, uh, cleanliness. I'm just saying that the shot looks very clean over there. You know. Uh, it may, maybe a little night visiony, you know, eh, who knows, who knows, but also <laughs> returning this week, uh, is, uh, AJ Kuftik. Me. How you doing? That's me. How you doing? From my home. I want mine in us. Can I get my, uh, my video in sepia? Can I get that? Coming to us from a whole hundred yards away, it seems. Um, now you, I see your house or you see my house. <laughs> Welcome to the neighborhood. Um, how you know this is how this is how lazy we are. We will Skype from from a few blocks away. Um, but uh, we, we we must disclose just in case you do go away. Uh, you what are you coming uh, to us on over there? Uh, I'm going to. This is this is just me sponsoring. Uh, I guess. Um, I'd like to thank Verizon Wireless uh, for their lovely network there's a guy with hipster glasses and like 500 people on the street making sure this show comes to you <laughs> excellent excellent uh we got him on of course there's a lot of iphone news and you know uh people seem to enjoy when we had our nice iphone talk the first time around so uh, i invited aj back to uh have fun with that um so uh i tried i and i, I we were talking about this beforehand i tried very hard to find non-phone or at least non-iPhone uh, related stories, but it was very hard for me this week. Uh, right off the bat, if anybody has anything they want to bring up that does has nothing to do with the phone that they thought was interesting, please do, please before before we get to our discussion today, because these these are just going to be more of the same. Um, I have one, but it's not related to um, the iPhone specifically. It is in phones, phones, but not the iPhone. Is that okay? That's fine. Go for it. You you look very relaxed there, by the way. I am. I'm relaxed. This is actually my new office chair. It's very nice. Anyways, um, yeah, I, I just just got back from uh, Europe, mm -hmm. as you can see clearly here by the two euro coin that I'm holding. This is clearly worth more than some people's houses in America because the euro is a very powerful currency. 
Um, <laughs> I noticed something while I was over there. They, um, smartphone usage. Everybody I know here has either the iPhone or a BlackBerry, or Droid, or I know pre-owners. Uh, over in Europe, they don't use smartphones. And it kind of amused me a little bit while I'm walking around. And, and I was actually without a cell phone, and I felt very um, alone in the world. But it, it's everybody has, like, a, a, a tiny little Nokia phone or a tiny little Siemens phone or um, a, a Samsung device or something like that, but they don't have smartphones. And, and it, it kind of amazed me because... Everybody here I know can't live without their data plan anymore. But over there, everybody uses text messaging. And well, seriously, when was the last time you saw a non-smartphone? And did you wonder what it was like? <laughs> I, I see. Honestly, it really it is down to like if it's not smartphones, it's at least the messaging phones with all the buttons. You know, even my mother-in-law has upgrade, and my mother have both upgraded to like the puck f- slide out uh, full keyboard deals. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. I think the last person I thought the last person in America who had this phone was my dad. <laughs> um, <laughs> he has like the he has literally he has he's on Verizon Wireless and he has a uh, LG VX insert numbers here flip phone that he's had for the last five years. I'm not kidding. He hasn't upgraded at all, and I've never understood that because mm-hmm. as a nerd, I'm constantly like okay i'm i have an iphone 4 and uh next year when the iphone comes out i'll probably buy that one too or you know i i gotta have the latest stuff and i sit there and i look at these phones like four or five years old and even the nokia stuff that stuff is brand new these are brand new phones that look five years old because they don't have any features whatsoever they use WAP for internet which i didn't think existed anymore and (laughs) And regular text messaging, and it just kind of blew my mind. The, the French and the Germans, they, they love their little phones. Now, don't they have really prevalent broadband over there, though? Maybe that's a little bit of the trade-off for it. Um, it, it, it isn't free broadband, like no, free I mean, Wi-Fi? Like, like aren't, aren't they one of the... Uh, aren't, aren't a lot of the countries over there, like, uh, you know, we always talk about how the U.S. is really behind in their broadband, like like price versus our speed and everything. Uh, isn't like Europe, your, I, I, maybe England I hear about mostly like, aren't, aren't they one of the, you know, well, those areas there just their, their speed is, is pretty good. So maybe it's one of those, maybe they haven't transitioned to needing the mobile because they have such good connections at home. Well, the, their networks over there are literally packed so tightly together because okay. they're, I mean, you're, you're talking about a, a very, very small landmass. Europe overall is actually really small. Um, so, you, I mean, these have, they have GSM everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's a million carriers, but I think it's a I think it's a difference between the carriers there and here. Whereas we were offering up like unlimited data and all that stuff, which is going. They're away. still offering. Well, yes, it's gone. But really, what AT and T did was inserted a European data plan setup. Mm-hmm. Like their data plans aren't that big. Their minute plans are tiny like you get 100 minutes for 200 minutes like the bare minimum here is 450 over there it's like 50 or 100 well, I, there's I think, a lot of pay as you go i mean and pay as you go it's huge in europe it mm-hmm. is massive 
you know I mean, what? You see, like to, to some old extent, cigarette machines that got turned into uh, SIM card machines. To some extent, I think it's still huge here, and it's just we don't see it on the level where we see people at our, you know, at our meetups and such. You know, a lot of people like I've ran into a few guys, uh, some wrestlers and stuff. They want the cheapest plan possible. There's a guy that's had the same cricket phone for three years. Uh, that I wrote to a show with a couple of weeks ago. Like, it, it, there's still that budget-minded thing there. I mean, it just, uh, those are your guys with your flip phones and your candy bars that are still out there. You know, we just don't see it like where we're hanging out, basically. Um, yeah, I, I would safely assume that, mm-hmm. but I know that everybody, I mean, everybody wants the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants these other things, but I don't think they want to pay. I mean, my, my cell phone bill is close to $100 a month. Yeah. Unlimited text, unlimited data, and the lowest minute plan I can get is like a hundred dollars. Hey, yeah, I think I'm rocking a two two sixty something with five phones, two of them iPhones. Whoa. So, <laughs> gotta help Yo, the family out. Hey, gotta help the hey, family you're, out. you're connected though. Yeah. That's why you have a show on the internet. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That, that I can. I. I. My family has no excuse to be able to get a hold of me now. So. Um, but still, uh, and I think there's a reason for that data plan stuff, and I want to get to that a little bit with our discussion later. So, um, but as far as the Nokia thing, like Nokia is really like, I know people kind of, uh, crap on them here, uh, say Symbian isn't really much to it and everything. Uh, but they kind of own Europe, don't they? They, they really do. Mm -hmm. I mean, every single candy bar phone I saw was a Nokia. I think, um, Nokia still holds a, uh, a 50% market share worldwide. Yeah, that's the thing. Nokia owns the world because they own the candy bar market. Like, if you yeah. go buy candy, a candy bar phone, you're probably buying a Nokia. Yeah. And, and it's, you don't see them as prevalently here because they, they, nobody, like, nobody buy, no, AT&T doesn't buy Nokia phones. Because Nokia smartphones suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I know that in emerging markets, the third world, the third world countries, Nokia, owns them oh yeah absolutely especially when you look at markets like uh like in africa um the which sounds really strange especially in south africa but the amount of saturation of how many people have a phone like you might not have a house you probably don't have a car but you absolutely have a phone Mm -hmm. and it's probably a nokia candy bar phone now now rob you've you've uh, had a lot of phones pass pass uh, across your (laughs) desk have you dealt with any symbian hands-on Sibian, um, Nokia. The, no, I haven't. <laughs> oh, they, so they're not even because they're not even trying to get them, uh, you know, in, in, in a reviewer's eyeball. Uh, you know, that's that's interesting. Well, no, no. Not, it's 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 not that. There's I I name me a Nokia phone in the states right now on a carrier. Not like you went online and paid a mountain of money for. It. I know the N nine. Name me a Nokia phone. Is the N ninety on AT and T? Oh, I say the N ninety is in the case of uh, you know what you're what you're saying before. It's the you go get the five hundred dollar unsubsidized phone like people were getting the uh, Nexus right. One. So, but these phones these phones don't exist as a real thing in America. Like, because <laughs> people honestly, if I were to if I go buy a phone, okay, if my sister wants to go buy a phone, she goes to a Verizon wireless store. Or an AT&T store. I'm, I'm really pimping Verizon today. It's amazing. Um, she goes into a carrier store and goes and buys a phone. My brother wants to do it. He goes and buys a phone. I can't name a Nokia phone that isn't a candy bar phone in either an AT&T or a T-Mobile store. And I don't exactly. think they even make CDMA phones anymore. Exactly. 
I'm uh, I'm on AT&T's website right now, and I wanted to check out AT&T's offerings. They actually have a decent spread. Uh, the top would be the Nokia E71, which is a um, it reminds me of the uh, the Blackjack. Yes, is that a, uh, that's a Windows Mobile device, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. And uh, yep. there's the Nokia 6350, which is a clamshell. The Nokia Surge, which is uh, like a sidekick slider. And then the 2330 and the 2720, which are one's a flip phone, one's a bar phone. But they're certainly not like they're not trying to sell them. And the good Nokia devices, like when you go over into Europe, especially into um, like the home companies of Nokia, like Denmark, they have some sweet phones, but there's no subsidies for those phones in the United States. Yeah, the N97, they have the Mimo OS coming out, which is effectively a desktop OS on your phone. Like, they're doing crazy stuff. Nokia, I know you, you're probably not watching this, because s is very far away. But <laughs> come, come to the U.S. They're also, well, it's also a matter of their hardware design. Nokia's hardware design is awful, but their software design is great. Like the, the N97 is, is practically a plastic brick. Like it's bigger than the first, uh, Android phone that came in the U.S. It's like you could beat somebody to death with the thing. It's not a sexy piece of hardware by any means, but the software is pretty nice. Yeah. I think they've gotten better. Um, but, the problem is, is that Nokia itself isn't going to try to make nice hardware. No, Even and they're very... I mean, people have tried to talk to them stick. about their hardware and stuff, and they have a very... Uh, uh, I don't want to say they're stuck up, but they're extremely closed-minded, and there's an atmosphere within Nokia as a company that laughs at things like the iPhone. They don't look at the iPhone and say okay, Apple seems to be successful by creating a very intuitive device with a great, you know, interface and they're offering this, that, and the other thing that we don't have and that's why they're succeeding or whatever, whatever. They look at it as a kid's toy. Like, there's, like, actually, like, literature within the company to make fun of companies like BlackBerry and Apple because their devices are nowhere near as good as the Nokia. Well, it's kind of weird. Speaking of other devices from other places, uh... This past Thursday, the Droid X was released. It was the big uh, uh, iPhone killer. People want to label it, of course. Uh, I actually got my hands on one yesterday. Uh, my my manager at work actually was in town, and uh, well, he he picked up a Droid X and an iPad last week, which was kind of interesting in itself. Um, but these things are huge. Yeah, they're giant. They're huge. Yeah, I think uh, last night when we met up with Mitch at Fatheads, he had an Evo four G, right? Uh, yeah. Funny story that that's his first smartphone. <laughs> Funny story. He's got a laptop in his hand. Yeah, that like, thing is gigantic. <laughs> it is. It is an absolutely massive device. And I think that's, that's the turnoff for a lot of people. Now I, I, I have big hands. I mean, I can, this is an iPhone in my hand. I, I I can hold it with ease. Okay, I'm not going to go out of my way to go buy a laptop that I can hold in my hand. I mean, they're like, oh yeah, it's got a 4.3 inch screen. Yeah, diagonally, which means that that phone is close to six or seven inches long. Pythagorean theorem. So, 
<laughs> it, it wow. amazes me. Throwing a theorem oh. out on the awesome cast. Yeah, wow. Dropping math. <laughs> uh, but it amazes me that they have a um that they have these devices that are absolutely massive. My sister has a droid heiress, mm-hmm. which I'll be honest, is a really nice phone. Mm-hmm. Um it is a uh it's it's iPhone size. Yeah, a, a few uh, friends of mine have picked that up for their droid selection. But the droid, the the original droid, the, the or as it's called around the around the rest of the world, the Motorola Milestone. There's a little trivia hint for you kids. Um, it's a giant device, a giant bulky plasticky thing. Uh, Rob, the Motorola Devourer, is a sidekick. Yep. Um, I think I'm actually gonna. I I I really needed to write something about the droid, and I couldn't quite put my finger on what I needed to write about. And since they've end of life, the Devourer. Uh, in the last week, Verazna said that they will no longer be supporting that product, and they've only had it for three months. And I had a discussion with AJ the other day, and I was like, I can't put my finger on it. And he's like, it's a sidekick. And I was like, oh, my God, you're right. It is a brushed aluminum sidekick, and that's why it was not <laughs> successful. <laughs> right, it's, it, it's a sidekick. There's, I mean, the, the Droid X, and, and coming soon, the Droid 2, that one's probably dropping next month, I heard, yep. the 23rd. Yep. Um. The Droid X is literally an H. It's it's an Evo 4G, but for Verizon, and without the the um, WiMAX chip. Mm-hmm. The Droid Two is the Droid with the screen that comes all the way down. So those little buttons on at the bottom. I think they're going to be touch sensitive buttons on top. And they got rid of that little uh, trackpad Healy thingy because I think they realized that everybody thought it was stupid, so they made the keyboard bigger. But there's I, I while I appreciate the handset diversity that Droid is, is starting to get into now, um, I think they really need to. I was hoping, and I, I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, Google is discontinuing the Nexus One. Heard about yep. that? Yeah. Well, um, they're talking about the uh, release of the Nexus Two at this point. Yeah, and I, I, I'm, I'm hoping to get my hands on a Nexus One very shortly. Um, but I noticed that. There's the, this handset diversity has led to um, certain things happening in the in the market. Like AT and T just got a legitimate um, Android device mm-hmm. in the uh, HTC area. Mm-hmm. Um, that device, uh, AT and T was kind enough to put uh, to uh, put some restrictions on it. Doesn't allow you to sideload apps. And for those of you who um, like to watch us talk about the iPhone. Sideloading is the um, way for you to install apps on your phone without going through the Android marketplace. Uh, it's similar to the jailbreak setup on an iPhone, um, but Google doesn't really care, and they don't actively try to go out of the way to block those ways of loading things. And, and it's it's not like as literally, it's not as severe of a break as a jailbreak, right? Like it, it was a pretty no. There's no there's no break. Yeah, this is just another. It's part method. of the OS. Yeah, like you you put the app on an SD card, put the SD card in your phone, and hit install, mm-hmm. and it installs. But Google doesn't like Google doesn't guarantee that it'll work. They don't. They kind of like they kind of like wipe their hands clean of it at that point. From what I from what I've read. Um, but it's, it seems like we're at this, we're at this point and Apple kind of opened the door for it. We're at this point now where, and, and we'll, we're going to get a whole lot more into this later. I'm, I'm sure mm-hmm. but the, that the carriers 
now are, are starting to fall back into this, like, we provide service for these devices. But things like the, the, the iPhone and now, you know, AT&T is kind of like stepping their game up on the HTC area and kind of saying, mm, no, 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 no. This is, uh, this is our, um, this is our, we're, this is phones going on our network, we control it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people want that anymore. People, people, people feel they, they bought something and they, they want to do with what they will. It was like I said, we will get a little bit into that later. Uh, first, I did have a couple of stories, iPhone stories, technically, a couple that have personally ticked me off. Uh, first, uh, and, and everybody kind of saw this coming. Uh, the, uh, iChatter, well, let me bring my note up here. The iChatter software has been, uh, removed shockingly from the App Store. For those that haven't seen this come up, it's basically chat roulette. For your iPhone, I am so disappointed about so this because shy. you know what? When oh, I got my man, iPhone it's, four it's in my dudes. hand and I used FaceTime for the first time, I a light went off in my head and I said, "Oh my God, chat roulette on the iPhone four! I can't wait to see what comes of this." And oh, now I don't get to troll the videos of the results. I know I, I know. made so many for. I mean, I was so greatly concerned by chat roulette on the iPhone. <laughs> I can't handle it anymore. <laughs> I know it's it's altered it's altered everybody's career moves here in this show. Um, <laughs> I was I mean, come on, how did that even get through? Did we did we did somebody just not know? You think you know? Someone somebody, fell asleep at the wheel. Somebody, somebody, I think yeah, somebody, this is somebody that that doesn't get doesn't get out and watch even the Daily Show. You know to to know what this thing was about. I feel like when the iPhone 4 came out, like the, the guys who sit in the big room that review all the applications, they were given a, a new special poster by Steve of, of the commandments of app approval. And like number six on the list was no chat roulette. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And somebody didn't see it. <laughs> and or, or somebody went, five bucks says you won't approve that. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you do feel oh, sometimes yeah? there's Click. a running, there's a running pull at the Apple offices for what they can slip through. Um, and speaking of things that didn't slip through, I was, I reported last week. I was excited. I, I have my, uh, little, uh, license to the play on software. Uh, waited with bated breath for Thursday for them to release it. And there's a statement that says why they didn't. Um. <laughs> play on received approval. This is over at. Play on TV. That, that's still going. Um, <laughs> they received their approval in June of 2010 for their application uh, for all, all three i devices. Uh, set to launch on July 15th. Uh, it was developed to allow, of course, you know, if you if you're not familiar with the Play on service, basically you put the software on your PC. Sorry, Mac users. Um, that's my problem with it. Uh, and it allows you pretty much to stream Hulu, Netflix streaming, uh, to multiple devices, like every console, a few TV devices. I think Roku box kind of, well, Roku kind of already does that. But anyways, um, and they, they, they put it back in review on the 15th without telling anybody, apparently. (coughs) I'm sorry, on the 12th, uh, they actually put it back into review. Uh, and they're waiting on word to figure out uh, the fate of it. And there's been no word since Thursday. This is now Tuesday, of course. Uh, so uh, a victim of the app approval process for something that uh, even they, they make the point here. Uh, other similar iPhone apps have been approved for the marketplace that can currently be downloaded, including Sling Player Mobile and iDisplay. 
Uh, so we're confident we can work through this issue. Uh, and they go on to say that it's a similar service to stuff already out there. So we don't know. I wonder if this is related to, like, I wonder if this is similar to Fring. What happened with Fring and Skype? Yeah, Fring, Fring was, uh, that was a Skype thing. That was the yeah. Skype user. Yeah, but I'm wondering if it's the same. I'm wondering if it's similar. But I'm wondering if, like, Hulu, this might just be me being a real conspiracy yeah, theorist. Yeah, the, 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 the one idea is the Hulu Plus might have been something that have to do with it. Since, of course, you know, that's going to be a big thing, I think, for uh, Apple to get on their devices. But uh, and I also think Hulu has been in combat with guys like Boxy. I, I think they've blocked play on a couple of times themselves. Um, and, the, you know, there's always been workarounds and everything. And they haven't really said that it's been a violation of their terms is a thing that, that, that we're aware of. You know, we, and now that, now that they have their deals to get on all of the all of your playstations and streaming tvs and everything we can kind of see why they were maybe trying to keep you off some of these other uh workarounds like like boxy and uh and uh play on here um who knows who knows we'll have to wait for the wired article on that i guess uh another one and this is a personal gripe this is a personal gripe and i've been i've been complaining about this this week too so I don't know if people are aware of the Orb Media Player, something a similar service, but it, it serves your videos and, and stuff on your computer and music and photos to, you know, uh, over the Internet and to, you know, devices like your PS2 and stuff. And there's actually an app for the iPhone, uh, several of them, actually. They divide them up by function. And at the time, I picked up the $5 one to stream video to my iPhone. Here I find I can't re-download that because they, they're making everybody do the Orb Live for $10. So have you guys experienced this where you, you've bought an app, gone back to try and maybe re-download it or put it on, a, put it on like maybe your new iPhones or anything and it's not there anymore? Um, I, the, one that, the one big one that I have that's still floating around in my iTunes is uh, Google Voice Mobile. Yeah, uh, I, I still that. have GV Mobile. Uh, so Apple. So, well, that was something actively pulled. This appears to be something that was discontinued by the, uh, developer. I have, um, well, I have the, the Google Voice stuff because I was actually slated to review like three Google Voice applications for Macworld and it was going to be kind of a big deal. And then they pulled it, but I still had like the beta tokens from like three developers. So I still have fully functional Google Voice applications on my phone, even though I don't really use Google Voice because it's not very functional. That's my own gripe. Um, but I also have, um, if I could remember where I put my phone, I have the, it's on my, hold on, it's on, it's complicated, it's, what the hell is it? I have, um, is that it? NHL Ice Time 2010. The uh, playoffs application that was pulled from the U.S. store um, by Apple and the developer due to a, uh, a, a contract issue in which apparently streaming information of the NHL playoffs was relegated to Verizon and they didn't have yeah. rights to it in they the United had an States. Exclusive deal uh, for the phone stuff. Yeah, but well, um, was that an official NHL app? Yeah, that was very official. I don't know if you can see that there. Yeah, it's coming up good. There you go. No yeah. game scheduled. We're good now. <laughs> <laughs> no game schedule. Go home. 
but um yeah, other than that, I haven't really had any any developer pulls or anything like that. But yeah. I, it just seems like uh, it just seems like uh, there was an excuse on on their site uh, about as like we are uh, going with the Orb Live that uh, our data shows, and we're going to be talking a lot about data uh, that it was the most sold uh, of the applications, even though it was the most expensive. So we felt it was okay to pull this other one, and of course, under that is everybody that bought the application and says, "Oh, great! What about us?" And even bigger than that, um, what about the international users that weren't able to uh, get live the 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 ten dollar app that they're selling now? Uh, they didn't. Ha- they only had the option for. Well, the- but I'm wondering. The only one I can think about that is that's real similar to this. You guys remember when we went to Tweety too? Yeah. That was another one. It was Tweety was a a great original app, mm-hmm. and it was two, three bucks, something like that. I bought it because it was nice. Yep. And then Tweety Two came out, and it, he released it as a completely separate app for five. Well, that was, was like, that was because he had like, put when he a said he was, ton when it of- released. He went, I hit update, and it didn't update. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, he he wrote out a, a nice long explanation of why he did that, and it was pretty honest and straightforward. It was just he put a ton of work into that, and he wanted to like charge for the update, but there's no system in place for that. So instead, he just made it an entirely new application. Right, and I, I I'll agree. I mean, he's especially that when Tweety Tube came out, it was the it was the kitten's nightmare. It was yeah. ridiculous. Like there was nothing out there that was touching Tweety Two. Right. Echo Phone was Echo Phone was probably the closest at the time. And then everybody passed Tweety Two. Um and then uh then Tweety Two then became Tweety Three, aka Twitter Brockman. So But it was that was the only other one I could think of there, Sorg. And I remember a lot of people being real mad that the reason he did it was because he put a ton of work into it, not because of some completely random. Yeah, it seemed like more of a strategy decision. Uh, either way, I, I put a, a report a problem. I told him I feel a little jilted about this. Uh, frankly, if they give me my five bucks back, I'll go buy the ten dollar app. I'm not worried about it. the only advantage. The only difference uh, is they they had a music one for two dollars before. Five dollars was you could get the streaming video, which I was I was concerned with. Uh, the ten dollar one you can do live TV, which I only found the ability coming from my uh, iMac that I have everything streaming from. So I just will be pretty much buying the more expensive one to get the same features. So, and I hear the streaming isn't even very good on it. Bad lip syncs and everything. But, anyways, on that note, uh, we need to get to our break and then get to our discussion. We have so much we want to get to with that. Uh, but in the meantime, we are brought to you by Audible. Of course, our sponsor. And we have an offer, as usual, the uh, free audio book and 14-day trial. You can check that out at audiblepodcast.com slash sorgatronmedia uh, to support this show or anything, uh, everything on, Sor- on Sorgatron Media, the Wrestling Mayhem Show, the Music Fun Time Show, everything. Uh, this, is a, this is actually a book that I'm surprised we haven't mentioned. Correct me if I'm wrong, if I have. Uh, but Trust Agents by Chris Brogan and uh, Julian Smith. Uh, mm. Chris Brogan, we know, of course, from PodCamp Pittsburgh here in the area. Uh, I think everybody here has met him, right? Um, really great guy, uh, the, the founder of PodCamp. This is a, this is a book that he did with Julian about, uh, social media and, uh, what kind of social media person you are, uh, or can become or how to use it. It's a really good book. Even my, I think even my vice president at work has, has read this book, uh, trying to figure it out. 
as we figure out our strategy. Um, but go check that out. Trust Agents, Chris Brogan, Julia Smith. Uh, they read it themselves. Uh, really good book. Uh, can be yours. Audiblepodcast.com slash Sorgatron Media. Free 14-day trial. No risk for you. And there's that iPhone and Android and BlackBerry app. Uh, so you can check that out on the go. Because everybody listening to this probably has a smartphone these days. So, Yeah, Nokia. Get at me. <laughs> Nokia. Yeah, where's your Audible app? Huh? <laughs> where's your Audible app? Hmm? Huh? Exactly. Where's the Mimo S60 Audible app? <laughs> Nowhere. That's where. So our topic for tonight is uh, stems from this whole press conference that happened Friday. Where do we start with this, guys? <laughs> Seriously. Number one, uh, I'd like to point out that I would have loved to have watched this crap live, but mm-hmm. I was uh, stuck at Charles de Gaulle Airport in Paris and thus had to read this on uh, some free Wi-Fi I stumbled upon. Oh, that's okay. Somewhere. The, 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 I, well, I don't think anybody could have watched it live. It was uh, they, didn't, they didn't have any streams as usual. Uh, but, but we have the fantastic experience of the Twit people reading the blog live and giving us comments. Yeah, I uh, I like itself. the. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, this this would be an opportune time to say that I enjoy the uh, GDGT, the gadget live blogs of all Apple events. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Blog, you do nice work, sir. You do nice work. I do believe that's when they were following. I think they were uh, uh, tossing back and forth between the GDGT. And uh, the Engadget one. Oddly, mm-hmm. nobody goes to Gizmodo anymore. I wonder why that is. Huh. Um, oh, it's because Gizmodo got their media passes pulled. Ooh. Don't buy iPhones and bars, kids. You know, I thought, I thought they had one to this, though. Um, I, I, I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, but, yeah, uh, apparently. Sorry, guys. Uh, we, we mixed up, even though it really doesn't affect a lot of you guys. Free bumpers for everybody. And you Woo! get a case. And, and you, you get, get a, a case. case. Everybody look and under their seats right case. now across America. You got a case under there. Um, everybody here gets a well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, uh, and, and, and in the meantime, we've thrown every other smartphone maker under the bus. Yeah, that, that bus was heavy too. That was a heavy bus. That was a big bus, <laughs> and even people who who weren't directly put under the bus, they crawled underneath it and complained. Speaking of Nokia, um, yeah, speaking of Nokia, well, of Nokia. course, anybody can I see this. It. This is up on uh, Apple's website, of course. I, I I got through about a half of it before I had to go do something way more constructive. Um, uh, basically, they started off saying, "Hey, we got an antenna problem. We're all holding it wrong. I know." Uh, but, oh, look, we're not the only guys to do it. This is a BlackBerry doing the same thing. And there was a big, there's an Android wow. phone, I think, was in there. Uh, of course, Rim. Rim got right back on that. They, they, they had a statement. I don't even think the press conference was done and they had a statement out. And then, and then weirdly, Nokia, who wasn't even featured in the press conference, decided to speak up. Speaking yeah, they, they made a statement just like uh, it was pretty much identical to what BlackBerry said as far as like, our phones don't do this. Don't drag us into this uh, unfortunate debacle, I think was the um, quote. Nokia did that one. The Research in Motion one, I read the whole thing and it came off like a, dude, really? That, that was the general tone that I got well, out of there. I, I think BlackBerry's quote was, you don't have to hold our phone a special way to make a phone call or something. Or like, you don't need, we don't need a rubber band around our phone to make was, phone calls, I, something like that. There was something along the line of, uh, we don't appreciate Apple pulling us into their debacle. Yeah, um, yeah. Also, uh, from, from Nokia, 
The quote was, we prioritize performance, antenna performance, over physical design if they are ever in conflict. And I think that... Yeah, and that's why your phones don't sell in the U.S. no yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for playing. Keep your crap on the continent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just you just set that up and knocked yourself down with that. Way to go. Um, there will be no software left. fix for this. We got our, our extended bars last week. I did not do my update, but I have compared I it did. to others that did. Are, are you happy with your new bars? Um, I, I'll say this. I actually uh, uh, attempted the uh, the death grip mm-hmm. with my, with, uh, my Kung Fu grip. So I'm a G.I. Joe action figure from the 80s. Um, I, I took the phone and did the death grip. And I still lose bars, but I only lost one mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of like four. And to be yeah, I uh, after the update, I used to have pretty much five bars everywhere, and after the update, I now have pretty much uh, three bars everywhere. <laughs> and when I do the death grip, I lose one bar instead of two. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely uh, I think it's a a more realistic um, view of AT and T's network. But Engadget uh, did a great piece. I don't know if uh, you guys saw this. Uh, on the update itself, it may have been them. Yeah, it was. It was. It was the. Uh, it was Engadget, and they did a really great piece where they explained the bar difference, what the bar difference was, how the bars are actually calculated, and why AT&T is probably not going to be real happy with this one. But pretty much it was, they shoved the, the calculation. I remember, I don't know if you guys remember this. When the first iPhone came out, it was the first iPhone, or maybe it was the 3G. They came out with a reception fix for the iPhone 3G. Mm-hmm. And pretty much what it did was make AT&T's network not look so crappy. <laughs> yep. Why am I and dropping this call? I have five bars. bars. Like, oh, I've got four bars everywhere now. No, you have two. It just is putting on like an extra bar or a ha- half a bar or two bars. And they, and I think this is literally they just repealed the bar. That's all they did. They repealed the fit or they pulled the fix off. So, so they they flipped the switch back on it. Yeah, and, and I'll say this. Um. Yeah, I. I the, the, it's a far more the way that it looked before was four and five had this huge range, and then three, two, and one had this tiny little range where if you had three bars, you could go all the way down to one bar with little to no effort at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the new one, it's far more spread out, and the attenuation level goes uh, a far, far lower now. So it's the iPhone four is actually now far more receptive to low signal. Um, uh, low signal areas. Yeah, it looks um, like they uh, they increased the bit error rate a touch. Basically, the big difference is when you look at the uh, it was Anantech who did the full technical breakdown, mm-hmm. and uh, in Gadget did a, a follow up to that with a, a bit more information. But Anantech are the guys who actually ripped it apart. Um, and originally in 4.0 to get geeky, uh, decibel signal loss high end of negative fifty one decibels. Uh, to negative 91 decibels was having five bars. And then when you got down to negative 101, that was four bars. And then negative 103 is three bars. Negative 107 is two. And negative 113 would be one bar. And be, below that, it wouldn't take anything. You'd just lose so signal. It was literally so negative. So it was a negative 10 decibel difference 
from three bars to no bars. Exactly. But now with the uh, with the iOS 4.0.1 and the 4.1 dev release, the uh, bars are negative 51 to negative 76 is five bars, negative 87 is four, negative 98 is three, negative 107 is two, and negative uh, 121 is one bar. And it's pretty equally spread out. Five is still pretty hefty, uh, representing almost 20 decibels, but everything else is chopped up pretty easily, unlike the previous one where, like, having three bars, there was a two-decibel difference between three and four bars. Well, I glazed over with that. <laughs> well, that's what Science is hard. I, that, yeah, I've you tra- out a little bit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Uh... <laughs> but, um, yeah, this, uh, I, I think the, uh, the press conference went pretty well. A bunch of people... Um, read into it as kind of like whiny. Some people were saying that Steve Jobs lost his mind. I can't blame the guy for anything he said, because as I've said in the past when we talked about this, uh, a large point, uh, a large problem with this whole antenna thing was so much sensationalism and uh, lack of education. So you had uh, people like MSNBC saying, the iPhone 4 is broken. It wasn't broken. When you actually look at the numbers, like the numbers that Steve showed, um, there was, uh, of all iPhones purchased, 0.55% had actually made a call into Apple Care to report a, a problem, and the return rate was a third of what it was for the 3GS. Yeah, yeah let's get into the numbers. I believe I believe the, the, the call rate was uh, percent of Apple Care calls for the iPhone was 0.55, yep. um, and Return rate for the 3GS a year ago for early owners was uh, 6% versus 1.7% for this generation. Uh, for yeah, the iPhone 4. it was mostly that people had heard about it. They were able to reproduce it, but it looks like in the grand scale of things, the what was happening was people heard about it and they could talk about it, but people who actually experienced the problem as in, they could not use their phone as a phone as a result of this design flaw. The numbers of those people was extremely small, and the whole thing got blown out of proportion just because it was the iPhone, and they sold three million units in three weeks. It was interesting how they how they how they rolled the numbers around. Uh, they talked about how uh, reason this is more noticeable now is because eighty percent of people with the three GS walked out with cases because it was the same form factor. There were cases available for the 3G, so though of course they were there. Uh, there was a shortage this time because they wouldn't show uh, the design to anybody because it would obviously leak out. That worked right. so well for them this time around. Well, um, here's here's mm-hmm. what I'm I'm going to throw the anecdotal evidence to, to Rob's point. Go for it. I went to Chili's, alright? Well, normally I don't go to Chili's because Chili's is a, an establishment of eating and I don't like to eat out so much. Uh, but anyways, I'm at Chili's, and the waitress notices that I have an iPhone 4. Mm-hmm. And she goes, so do you have the thing with the phone where it doesn't work? <laughs> and I'm looking at her going, okay, okay. <laughs> Really? That's the problem. She, That's it. And then she pulls out the iPhone 4. She's got it, too. So I'm all right. I'm, I see what you did there, waitress lady. Um, and she... Uh, she thought that I had the um, the bumper. I don't have the bumper. I have, uh, I don't know, uh, and, and sorry, I, I apologize for video quality here. I have the iFrogs case, 
uh, brought to you by a company called just, just Yeah, just hold that still for a little bit because they're just getting a little bit of blurs, but... Okay. So they have a good idea. Made by a company called Ifrox. Okay. It is really thin. Uh, it looks I like mean, I-F-R-O-G-Z for your audio listeners if you want to check that out. For your audio listeners, I I-F-R-O-G-Z, yeah. Uh, the nice part about this case is that it's really, really thin. Um... And normally, I didn't. Uh, when I looked at a bunch of cases for the 3GS and the 3G, um, I wanted to protect the top and the bottom because mm-hmm. that's where the buttons and and uh, uh, and uh, housing really were. I, I if I drop my phone, it's going straight down, mm-hmm. either top or bottom. Um, but with this phone, because it has that stainless steel band, I wasn't too terribly worried about protecting the top and the bottom. Um, but the uh, this case. I literally, I bought the case at the same time I bought the phone because I believe in protecting my investment. Mm-hmm. This was not cheap. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I, I want to make sure that my investment is protected. And I know a lot of people who have iPhones without cases, and that's lovely. And, and I, I call it if, the lady with the purse rule. Yeah, the lady with the purse rule. Yep. Uh, people or uh, ladies with purses. But I would I I keep my iPhone in the same pocket I keep my car keys in, kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I try to keep a case on my phone. Literally, this thing didn't leave the store until the case was on. So I, I think that the people they, they, this was like the first case I saw, and I really liked it, and, and I'm glad I bought it. But I think the people who um, don't have didn't have a case on it saw the problem because they were able to bridge the antennas. But, and Rob and I, we also talked about this. Um, who holds their phone like this when they're talking? Uh, I don't know anybody other than angry stockbrokers who hold their phone in the I'm going to crush you grip. I actually asked the waitress, I actually handed my phone to the waitress and I said, here, I want you to hold that phone like you're going to make a phone call. And she picked it up and held it like so not touching the bumper in the famous death grip where you're putting a lot of your uh, thumb and bone on that left antenna she was holding it like this which is how I think a lot of people hold their phone now nobody now- punches themselves in the face to <laughs> <laughs> that that was my argument nobody punches themselves in the face while they talk on the phone now both of you guys have had this for a couple weeks have you noticed mm-hmm. A drop call problem. No, not at all. I every place I had, and this is this is what I go back to when people ask me about it, and they do because they see it and they want to know. Every place I had crappy service before, I have crappy service now. Yeah. Every yeah. place that I had good service before, I still have good service now. And now and it's it's not an issue of it to me. It's not a phone issue. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that AT and T's network still kind of stinks. Mm-hmm. And people were seeing the bars drop. It was an easily reproducible problem. Anybody with an iPhone 4 could reproduce this problem. And they were able to say, I saw this on the news and, and it happened to mine. My phone is broken. And they freaked. Thank you, MSNBC and CNBC and Fox News and CNN. And it's it makes my... And Rob, you, I'm sure you got it too. Anybody oh, with yeah. an iPhone 4 saw this problem and was like, oh, what do I do? It, yeah, a, a lot of people know that no. I do the Macworld thing, and they know that I have the iPhone 4, and 
And uh, as soon as it hit like the main news stream, it seemed like everybody, like people at work, kept coming up to me and saying, "Oh, it does that thing, and oh, are you gonna return it?" And uh, it's good, blah, blah. like it's a big deal. A lot of people don't like when I term, you know. Okay, I'm a geek. I understand a whole lot more about the problem than most people. But when I term the problem, I say, "Yes, the antenna is on the outside of the phone. It causes an attenuation, but most people don't actually have a problem." But because of the sensationalism. That came out of Apple being such a popular brand with such a popular product, putting so many devices in so many people's hands. You end up with headlines such as "The iPhone 4 is broken," and then you end up with awesome articles. I, I would really like to talk to the, the moron at PC World who wrote this thing uh, about saying that Apple should completely abandon the iPhone 4 uh, and even go as far as to redesign the next device entirely uh, physically so it doesn't appear to be the same device because this has been such a terrible, terrible thing. Hey, hands up, kids. Hands up. Let's, let's, all, let's, let's pump the brakes on this real quick. We're pretty much Apple fanboys, let's be honest. Here. Yeah. We love Apple. <laughs> we really do. So I'm, I'm pumping the brakes here so people don't go, well, this is just a podcast of Apple fanboys. Yeah, admit it. But I, I, I remember, and, and, and sorry, I saw on, on, the, uh, on the list there of articles, the Microsoft, uh, was, it, was it Balmer? I think it was Balmer. No, it wasn't Balmer. It's, it's, Let me pull it up here. I know it's on the second page. This was actually an uh, article that came out uh, before uh, the press conference. Uh, last, COO, last COO standing, MS Executive compares iPhone 4 to problems to Vista. Yeah. So, so, so it was, uh, let's see here. It was, uh, Kevin Turner, mm-hmm. who is the, uh, some guy. I don't know. He's, uh, is he really the COO for Microsoft? I think he's a former COO. I, I don't know. All right. Uh, well, regardless, he's got a great mustache. And he, does, he, does. he <laughs> wow, you can sweep much, the floor with that thing. He is the he's sitting there calling it Apple's Vista. I'm not going to call it Apple's Vista. Not at all. It's this isn't Apple's Vista. This is a problem. And the people who saw it were the three million early adopters. Yeah, three million. And I guarantee Steve's going to come out in like Macworld. He's going to come out. I think the next event, they'll probably have an iPhone, an iPod event in September. Um, it's usually the way these things will work uh, because they like to wait until the kids are in school and then drop the new technology so it's not part of some back-to-school sale. That's why they do the laptop and iPod thing, clear inventory. But uh, they'll come out and they'll go, oh, hey, just a quick note on the iPhone 4. We dropped 6 million of these things. What's up? Yep. Like I want Steve to just come out and just just be so brash about it anymore. Just come <laughs> out and just go, hey, you see this? This is an iPhone 4. We dropped 6 million of them. Boom! And then just like walk off stage. That, that's how the, then, like, that's how the board meetings go. Uh, real, uh, speaking of the board meetings, I want to touch on this real quick uh, before we go here. We're running out of time. Uh, but there was a pretty, pretty amazing uh, and very well-timed Wired article. Uh, now, see, I get Wired. I got it from free subscription. I keep forgetting their stuff in there I want to read because it's paper. Uh, but this, th- this, uh, this flew all over and Gadget and everywhere else. I decided to pick it up and read it. Uh, you guys, uh, I think, have, have read through most of it, too. Uh, basically, the it outlines the, the torrid relationship between Apple and AT&T uh, all the way from the beginning 
through uh, unnamed inside sources, it looks like. Uh, what did you guys think of this article? Uh, I thought it was pretty much everything that everybody thought was going on inside of Apple and at t Okay, that's... Um, at t has had a reviled service. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody... I have yet to hear anybody go, at t is the greatest cell phone company on the planet. Nobody will say that. Nobody says, I love at t I like at t it works where I go. Yeah. But I know that if I leave the general Pittsburgh metropolitan area, I go into Edge and my iPhone is paved away to that point. Oh, yeah, absolutely. When I went back awesome. to New Jersey to visit my parents last Christmas, I was so used to being saturated in 3G being in Pittsburgh. And, uh, and that was when I had, was it last year? I think? The year before? I don't know. I had just gotten my, uh, my 3G. So it would have been two years ago. Uh, but, uh, it was a pretty cool, like, magical thing for me. I was like, oh, my God, there's a map in my pocket. This is amazing. And um, and I went to show my dad. I, like, whipped out my phone, and I was like, oh, I'm on edge. Uh, hang on a second. Uh, it'll, if you just give it a minute, it'll, <laughs> and it just, it's it's a paperweight, exactly. It's just a brick. It's a very fancy and iPod. Now, I have, I have the luxury, and I, I will call it a luxury. I have an iPhone for my personal device. And I have a BlackBerry for work. And my BlackBerry is a Verizon device. Now, Verizon, uh, um, when they refer to their 3G network, they, they use 3G as a very, very, very loose term. Uh, what the AT&T or CDMA, or, there's a lot of letters there. <laughs> Verizon uses CDMA, uh, which is a rival to GSM, which is what AT&T and T-Mobile use. CDMA's 3G technology is called EVDO or EVDO, EV or EVDO, whatever you want to call it. But there's two revisions of it. There's revision zero, which is the slower one. It's still pretty quick, but it's the slower of the two. And then there's Rev A, which is bringing me to you right now. <laughs> Rev A is, efficient, is effectively their real 3G. If AT&T considered Edge 3G, that would be Rev Zero. Edge and Rev Zero are the same. Rev A and uh, UMTS, which is what the iPhone uses, uh, are the same. Actually, it's HSDPA, but, but which is a subset of UMTS. And there's a lot of letters that I just try to keep track of. Let's roll it together. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the AT Verizon is on 3G. I'm using a lot of quotes there. The entire way up to my parents' house, which is in Erie, mm-hmm. um, and it's still pretty quick. It's much faster than Edge, but it's not 3G to me. 3G is at least one megabit down. Rev Zero is like 90 or 100K down. And that's um, always been my problem with those map commercials. It's like, oh, they got 3G because they call their internet across the board 3G. You know, bingo. AT&T and that's, has I'm not trying to defend AT&T here because AT&T, you got work to do, kids. Yes. But I will say this Verizon has done. A tremendous marketing job at making people think their 3G exists everywhere. Their 3G doesn't exist everywhere. Their 3G is just really, really, really easy to market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their marketing of their network has been pretty impressive. Basically, if you watch a Verizon commercial about their 3G coverage, it's hard not to feel like a complete moron for being with AT&T. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other thing is, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but with Verizon commercials, 
they top the network over the device. Yes. Uh, a lot. I mean, yeah. literally, it's a Verizon commercial. It's a commercial about the network. And then the last five seconds of said commercial is whatever their latest phone coming out is. Unless it's a Droid commercial, which are Unless Verizon it's a droid commercials. Com- they are Verizon promoted commercials. Um, yeah. right. The only time you saw the coverage stuff with AT&T was when we had uh, Luke Wilson trying to defend the network after the map ads were so affectionate. Um, right, and it was really nice of actually, Luke Wilson to get fat for those commercials. What's that? It was really nice of Luke Wilson to get really fat for those commercials. <laughs> and of He's course, a chubby. Speaking of that, from the Wired article, when they were in this phase, when they were trying to combat that, uh, they said that they wanted to use the iPhone for those ads. And uh, mm-hmm. the Apple execs came back and then said that would be pretty much putting a lipstick on a pig. Yeah, and they and I and I was reading this article and I'm listening to this going I'm reading this article and, and Apple's going, uh, no no no, your network is crap. Try again. Yeah. You want to use our you want to use our device in your commercials to make your crap look better? Mm, no, thank you. And then it, you want to use us to make you look? Mm, no, no, no. That's not how we roll. There's a lot. I love was Steve. Uh, they, when an AT&T representative said, oh, hey, you're going to meet the AT&T board, uh, you should wear a suit. <laughs> and Steve goes, and, and the Apple rep said back to the AT&T rep, we're Apple, we don't own suits. <laughs> like, that's serious, like, that's serious crap talk there. And then uh, this article was also great. If you If you ever wondered about why we're getting these limited data plans and how they're trying to Change the way we use the phones. Basically, there's a there's a huge struggle throughout the years of Apple saying, no, we want this thing to be unrestricted. We want people to use it the way they want to use it, the way we design it to be used. And AT&T is like, we don't really want you to have YouTube over 3G. There was a point where they went to them asking for YouTube to be a Wi-Fi only or limit it to the first minute of video. Uh, and now, Had they done that. I would have not yeah, bought on. Why would you get on it? Because it, it seems as limited. I mean, on the other phones, uh, I remember you know first getting on AT and T. There was this uh, Moby TV was on it, and it was only clips and this and that and the other thing. And it, it was a very limited experience, you know. And and this this device just opening it up. How many people are using the internet? Pretty much live on this device wherever they go, as long as they're in a serviceable area. Um, and, and to me, where I go, like I can go almost home. To the, to the boondocks and have 3G. I've driven across the state of Pennsylvania several times, and I would say at least 50% of it is in a 3G area and very, very good 3G area going down the turnpike. Um, and and I'm happy with it. And as far as, oh, am I not happy by AT&T for one thing or another? I'm, I can say the same thing about a lot of other carriers, you know, and, I, and there you go. I'd like to see AT&T. I think AT&T is very uh, draconian in their ways. They don't want new what, things. But what cell carrier was, isn't? Uh, well, <laughs> Verizon, I, I'll say Verizon this. can be a, Sprint is trying real hard Sprint, and they're doing it because Sprint they know trying that for, they for a survival move. And uh, Verizon yeah. has been just as draconian about phones. I mean, for the longest time, how many BlackBerry devices oh, didn't have God. Wi-Fi going over there? Razors were completely different configurations. Uh, flip phones oh, were yeah. different. Come on. I, I, I'll say this. At least uh, Sprint is doing it from a survival standpoint. Uh, uh, Chachi, our very good friend Chachi, who was on the show uh, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, was uh, he's a, a, a T-Mobile customer. 
Now, I've had varying issues with T-Mobile, most of them being service, not being everywhere. Yeah. But they have, uh, they're really going out of their way to, to make their customers happy, and they usually do very, their very cost, well on customer service. Their cost service, and customer uh, service, I've heard so much for so, well, guys, we got to cut off. We're running into the next show. So, <laughs> real quick, a lot to still talk about. Uh, again, next week, we are uh, scheduled to have Chris Maverick on. ChrisMaverick.com, if you want to go check him out, and CosmicHellCast.com. Uh, he's, uh, he's a photography guy. We're going to be talking photography. Uh, I know there's something under Rob's skin that he's been dying to get out the last couple of weeks. <laughs> and I'm sure my, my recent... My recent iPhone ventures probably haven't helped it. Um, but we'll, we'll be hashing all that out next week. <laughs> so, AJ, uh, what's going on with you? What's coming up for you or anything? Um, it was very nice to be on the show again. Uh, love coming on the show. And uh, I am just continuing to work and travel and uh, do my sorts of things. Uh, Twitter's at AJ and PGH. Add me. Uh, and you can talk uh, very uh, at long 140 character rats about technology. And Rob, uh, what's what's going on with you these days? Uh, of course, all all three of us just came off of the Buckos tweet up this past weekend. I've been eating a lot of brownies. I our fearless co-host here, uh, Rob, had iced me. Yes, he I did. Tweet up. There's a, there's I, I a, did. I, I still have five Smirnoff ice in my fridge. Be warned. <laughs> when you I'm just going to say this, Rob. You just need to dump those out if you want to consider yourself part of a, a craft beer community. <laughs> I, don't care if, I don't care if it's for a joke. That's disgusting. <laughs> there's actually um, a video of this on my YouTube, youtube.com slash SPSJuggalo, if you want to check that out. Yeah, and uh, and I'll, I'll I have some awesome photos that I feel I should really send to the Smirnoff Ice marketing team of AJ <laughs> down on one knee, uh, paying tribute, if you will, to the glory that is Smirnoff Ice. But um, besides stuffing brownies in in my face and uh, and forcing AJ to drink terrible things, I am uh, working too much and trying to catch up on some writing stuff, and I've got a lot of projects for the internet. That I'm trying to get going. Uh, otherwise, I'm on the internet as always at robjdlc.com and uh, on the Twitters at the same uh, robjdlc. Fantastic. And of course, you can check me out as his thing is on me now. Uh, Sorgatron.com for all my blogginess. I have some music reviews up there from the past week, as well as some uh, some postings of my adventures in jailbreaking since I got my old Edge phone back from my brother, who also upgraded uh, this past week to an iPhone 4. Uh, so that is terribly exciting. Uh, fun point for jailbreaking, playing uh, Nintendo games using your Wiimote as the controller on your iPhone. I'm sure it'd be a lot better if I had an iPad, but still. And of course, you can check out all these uh, uh, wonderful, wonderful podcasts that I, that I don't screw up uh, at all over at SorgatronMedia.com, including this stuff about wrestling, stuff about music, whatever else might be coming up. Uh, so please check that out. Thanks again. Thanks, AJ. And uh, as always, Rob, uh, we look forward to our guest next week. And uh, keep checking us out, awesomecast.com. And uh, if you want to email the show uh, or bug us otherwise on the Twitters, uh, if you think we're right or wrong or whatnot, uh, hit us up at contact, contact at awesomecast. That's the wrong one. I still haven't fixed that. 
Contact <laughs> at awesomecast.com and of course everything at awesomecast.com, including our Facebook page. This is live. It's live recording, man. We don't we don't mess around here. So because <laughs> the clapping is everywhere for me with the headphones on. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. check the levels we have volume i see the volume this week we did check. not mess that up again check 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 uh check uh check, check. i do not make the same mistake two weeks in a row <laughs> <laughs> ladies and check gentlemen the levels <laughs> all right